0: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. Hi, it's Michelle Lombardi. I'm one of the directors of primary care at Wessex LMC's and I'm here today with Becky Sparks. And we're going to talk a bit about um, how practices can make some changes, adjustments to encourage patients who have learning disabilities to access their flu vaccination. I'll let Becky introduce herself.
1: So hi, my name's Becky Sparks. I'm a registered learning disability nurse and Strategic Health Facilitator in Southampton City and employed by Southern Health NHS Foundation Trust.
0: Thanks, Becky. So it'd be really useful. Could we um, have a chat about and understand why it's important that patients with learning disability um, access the flu vaccine? And just remind me, how long have they been able to access the vaccine under the national programme?
1: So um, it's been since 2014 that people with learning disabilities have been eligible for the free vaccine. And the reason for this is because um, there's been lots of evidence to support that people with learning disabilities and the leading cause of death in people with learning disabilities is respiratory disease, most notably pneumonia and aspiration pneumonia. Um, We've also know that people with learning disabilities have far greater health needs than the general population. And more importantly, their life expectancy is significantly reduced So the latest learning disability mortality review report 2019 found that women with learning disabilities die on average 27 years less than women who don't have a learning disability and for men with learning disabilities they die on average 22 years less than men who don't have a learning disability. And again, evidence has found that around a third of the deaths of people with learning disabilities could have been avoided and could have been prevented for effective healthcare and access to screenings and immunizations, for example.
0: That's actually quite scary statistics and really sad. Mm. Um, So it's really important. So recording this podcast feels really important um, and for us to get this information out. So. Thinking about if you're a practice and you're wanting to uh, look at how you offer flu vaccines to learning disability patients, let's take the invitation first, because that's probably the first part of the process. What hints and tips can you provide to practices on, on how they communicate with, the, with their patients?
1: Absolutely. Um, So when you're inviting patients with a learning disability in to have the flu vaccine, we strongly recommend that you send out an easy read invite letter. Um, And that's available on um, Public Health England have produced an easy read letter. And I understand that they're also placed on the local Wessex uh, Medical Committee website as, as well as the Southern Health websites. And that um, easy read information has pictures and is um, much sort of smaller sentences and less kind of medical jargon words, which is much more accessible for people with learning disabilities. We know about ninety percent of people with learning disabilities can't read, so the more easily accessible resources you have, the better. The other thing that we recommend is um, you can also um, phone and contact people with learning disabilities to invite them in for the vaccine. That works really well. We know that people with learning disabilities really struggle with concept of time. So, again, we would recommend that once that appointment's made, if practices can contact the patient the day before the appointment, just to remind them that they've got their appointment the following day to have their flu vaccine. That's really helpful.
0: Okay. So just thinking about how you contact uh, these patients, how, where does the care, so are there carers um, involved and what, what role can they play with supporting patients coming for their flu vaccines?
1: Yeah. So some people with learning disabilities do receive care, and that might be twenty four seven, or it might be a carer kind of popping in to see them. And and we see that it's everybody's role and responsibility to encourage people with learning disabilities to come in and have their um, ha- have the flu vaccine. So, but there's obviously we we need to acknowledge that there are some people with learning disabilities that do live on their own and perhaps don't receive any support, and therefore. I think it's important that GP practices are aware of that and um, sort of maybe do provide those um, day, day before um, reminder appointments, um, you know, and check that they're, they're able to, to come in. Now with, with paid carers and unpaid carers, we would, I think what would be really helpful is for um, easy read information about having the flu vaccine is shared with carers so they can prepare the person before the appointment Um, And it might be worth um, GP practices reminding carers just sort of simple hints, really, about making sure the person wears a short sleeve top, um, an easy removable cardigan or or, or jumper, for example, like a a zipped hoodie. So it's easy for them to to remove in the appointment. And that kind of prevents more kind of waiting time as well. I think the other thing that would be really important is whether the person has care or not is, when the appointment's being made to have the flu vaccine is for GP surgeries to ask the person with a learning disability and and their carers what reasonable adjustments the person needs in order for them to successfully have the flu vaccine.
0: That sounds sounds really good. So some of this will probably translate through to the annual health check that um, learning disability patients are uh, entitled to as well and a lot of practices will offer through the directed enhanced service so just to be mindful that that's another area that this could be useful for. So you've invited,
1: oh, sorry Becky. Sorry I was just about to say um, one, what practices can do if, if, if it's possible is you can combine the flu vaccine with the learning disability annual health check particularly for those individuals where they do find it quite hard coming into the surgery perhaps because of anxieties or other difficulties getting into the practice. If, if you could combine both of those, um, the check and the vaccine at the same time, you know, it, it enables that, that, that you know, for, for it to be successful and, and, you know, to make sure the health needs are met.
0: Okay. Thinking about the appointment, um, probably attending a busy flu clinic with hundreds of patients um, uh, attending is probably not the best environment to invite somebody with a learning disability in. What, what thoughts would you have around what, what could be offered? You've already mentioned combining the health check and the flu vaccine. What other what other um, tips can you provide?
1: Um, you're absolutely right, because a lot of people with learning disabilities would find it really difficult accessing the main kind of clinics that do happen with with, with flu vaccines now. So what we would recommend is kind of assessing on an individual basis, because there will be a small number of people with learning disabilities that would be quite happy coming into it. They're comfortable waiting in the waiting area or you know, waiting in a queue to have the flu vaccine. Um, but what we would suggest is, for those people with learning disabilities that would find that hard, is think about when the, um, when you're going to make the appointment. So if the person with learning disabilities really dislikes waiting, Could they have the first appointment of the day in the morning or the first appointment after lunch? Or if there are other times when when it is quieter, because that's obviously going to prevent um, longer waiting times. Um, Sometimes people with learning disabilities can find noise levels quite anxiety provoking, which is obviously going to have an impact on, on the success rate. So um, there are examples of learning disability clinics, and I'll give an example of of that um, in in a moment. But other kind of reasonable adjustments that you can do, and this this does need pre-planning, is you can um, suggest about using Emla cream to numb the injection site if the person's quite anxious around having um, the the actual injection. There is um, a, a thing called Buzzy, which is it looks like a bee, and it, it vibrates and it has a cool pack on it as well. And that combination on the injection site of that, that coolness and the vibrations can um, really help reduce people's anxieties and they, they, they don't feel the needle. Things like distraction, um, so one of the things we advise is for carers is, is to bring in some things that that person likes. It could be a football, a football book or a picture or something that helps distract them. Engage with that person um, during the appointment and see what things, you know, d- distract them through pictures or through through conversation.
0: Betty, I just, oh, sorry, you said about, I think, Buzzy. Was it Buzzy that you said? Where would practices get get hold of that? Because clearly that's something that could be really useful
1: yeah absolutely Um, you if if you search for it on online it, it's just called buzzy and that th- there's quite a lot of information on online i think it's primarily used in children but it can be used in, in in adults with learning disabilities as well without the use of of medication so it's it's a really valuable valuable tool um obviously for some people with learning disabilities it might be too difficult for them to get into the surgery and when i mean when I say too difficult, that might be because of behaviours which challenge or extreme anxieties going into such a clinical environment, and that's where practices need to be looking at home visits and and um, provide you know carrying out the the, um, the the vaccine in in the person's home. Um, the other thing you can do is, um, and this is linked to this, but obviously the importance of carers having the vaccine. And um, I think if if carers, um, if we think of unpaid carers, if they could have the vaccine at the same time as their relative or the person they care for, that can work really well because the, the patient with the learning disability can see the carer having the vaccine, see that it's absolutely fine, it's okay, and then the, the person with a learning disability um, would have that.
0: I think the only thing we need to would be just need to clarify that they need to be registered with that practice as well. So if they're both registered, that would be a really good way of showing that actually it doesn't it doesn't hurt. And it, it's okay um, just kind of leading on from that. Um, you are potentially going to have patients who are, have got phobias against needles and are really anxious around them. Is it possible to potentially give the nasal flu if that really is a concern?
1: Yes, definitely. So we know that the nasal vaccine is, is prescribed for children. However, it has been recognised by Public Health England that there are um, a number of people with learning disabilities that find having the injection too anxiety-provoking that they're needle-phobic. So, what, um, so it, it can be given... Um, as, as, as like a, a, an off-label um, via the patient-specific direction where required. So where the practice nurse or the GP administering the vaccine deems that it's in the person's best interest, you know, that th- it's not possible to give them the injection, yes, you can give the nasal vaccine.
0: Great. And like you say, it has to be done through a PSD. We do have some information on our website around PSDs, which I'm sure practices will be aware of already. So you've mentioned about a case study, Um, wondered if you wanted, I think it took place last year and thought you might like to maybe talk a bit about that.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, So what happened in East Hampshire last flu season was the um, Learning Disability Strategic Health Facilitator in East Hampshire, in collaboration with a GP surgery, ran a specific clinic for people with learning disabilities to have the flu vaccine. It was organized on a Saturday. So it was much quieter. There were no other appointments happening at the time. And what they did was they invited quite a number of people with learning disabilities in to to have the vaccine, but they they divided the list into one half for the beginning of the session and the second half for the, um, the second group for the rest of the session. They had easy read information available and the learning disability strategic health facilitator, along with a learning disability health care support worker, greeted the patients with learning disabilities, went through the easy read information with them, um, and then obviously they they offered support if that person wanted to have that um, care and support whilst having the vaccine. They also offered tea and coffee, and they also provided a certificate afterwards and the feedback that patients with learning disabilities gave was really positive. Actually being able to come out and, and, and receive a certificate to be able to sit down and, and, and have a drink and sort of calm down afterwards worked really, really well. And they they, they successfully vaccinated 20 people just in that, in that one clinic. And the other positive thing that came out from the clinic was they had a GP available that that particular morning so if it was of that person required a blood test or their annual health check was overdue they were able to sort out those blood tests and book the person in for their health check um, because it might be people that perhaps had never had the flu vaccine before had never had the health check before and it was just a really good way of catching people um, and and you know catching them you know to to support them to have a health check later on
0: That sounds like a really interesting way of offering it to patients um, and maybe one that practices may want to consider. And it may be something that maybe as a PCN uh, in future that they might want to to look at offering. So I think um, we have, um, I've come come to the end of my questions. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add, Becky, that we haven't covered.
1: Um, I think the only thing that I wanted to point out was the importance around assessing individual patients' capacity to consent. To have the flu vaccine, and that 's why it 's really important to share easy read information about the flu vaccine and what what happens what it 's like to show some of the easy um, easy read videos that we have put together that are available on our on our web pages. And, and to go through and just check that that person understands why the flu vaccine is important um, and, and to really assess their capacity. And obviously, if the person is deemed to lack capacity, then to have a best interest decision, um, you know, to, to go ahead with, with the flu vaccine. And I think it's important to highlight that just because someone lacks capacity shouldn't stop that person having the vaccine. It's important that, that, that those best interest decisions um, and discussions are, are um, because we know how vulnerable people with learning disabilities are against respiratory disease so we need to try and prevent um you know um avoidable deaths as, as much as possible
0: okay and I, I have to say there's a wealth of resources out there um around around this and i have some I'm really impressed with them the gov.uk website has some really good stuff and we are going to um Uh, add some links in where we host this on our this particular podcast on our website Um, they've got resources for carers parents family members and how what support that they might need to encourage um, patients to to attend template letters there's some really good videos actually um, uh, particularly one talking about the flu vaccine and how it you know how it how they're going to receive it um, one about roles and why they need the flu vaccine. So there's some really good stuff out there. And we'll put some of that, um, uh, we'll host that with this podcast on our
1: website. So
0: I think that's, is there anything to add or? Um,
1: again, just, just to add that the Southern Health um, NHS, sorry, southernhealth.nhs.uk website, if you click on the learning disability pages, there's lots of easy read information and resources there. Um, and it's just to really sort of finish off and highlight the importance of encouraging people with learning disabilities to have the vaccine because historically the uptake has been really low. Um, It's normally been around a 40% uptake locally and and, and nationally. So it would just be great if we could encourage and support as many people as possible this year to have the vaccine.
0: Definitely and I think you know I think you mentioned before the sad it's sadly that research research suggests that 38% of deaths in patients with a learning disability were actually preventable. So it's really key that um, these patients receive their flu vaccination. So um, we hope that you've enjoyed and you find this uh, podcast useful. If you've got any questions, you can contact um, Wessex LMC's office. And as we've mentioned, we will be hosting the links that we've mentioned in in this podcast. Thank you. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.